It feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth. Cause real gangster ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a high cap. Showing all his boys how we shot him. But real gangster ass niggas don't flex nuts. Cause real gangster ass niggas know they got him. And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster. Cause gangster ass niggas think deep. Up 365, yo, 24-7, cause real gangsta-ass niggas don't sleep. And all I gotta say to you, wanna be, wanna be, cocksucker, pussy, pranksters, is when the fire dies down, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> What's up, beautiful people? Welcome. Welcome. Shit. Wow. Still learning how to do this. How are you? Um, we're back. Episode three. Um, I guess right out the right out the gates, let's address the elephant in the room. I didn't release one of these last week, and it's supposed to be G Rob Weekly, and and I promise you, it's going to be. But this is still a new venture for me and uh, a new adventure. And I'm working out the kinks and figuring out exactly what I want <clears throat> from the show. It's still morphing. We're still finding some weird structure. Maybe we're not. Maybe there won't be one. Wee. Sounds fun. Anyways, this, this week is an interesting subject. I was contacted by a friend of mine who's who's pretty successful right now, I'm going to say. And he said to me, he said, hey man, I just wanted to let you know something cool. I think three years ago, he said, when I started in this business, I made a projection for where I was going to be in three years. And that date just passed. And I hit those numbers almost exactly. My projections were almost exactly correct. And I know this guy's pretty ambitious. And I know what his business is doing right now. So they were pretty significant projections. And is that crazy that he hit his numbers almost exactly on? Or is that to be expected from somebody who's really focused and believes in themselves? And that brought me back to the think to thinking about the law of attraction or the power of positive thinking. And I'm sure a bunch of people are going, oh, shit. No, don't talk about that. But I'm going to because I have some experiences for myself. If you don't. Uh, know what I'm talking about I imagine you do but uh, most people think of a movie called The Secret what The Secret is is a film where a bunch of motivational speakers sit down and they describe to you how the law of attraction works in the universe and how you can capture 
the power of the law of attraction in your hands and create whatever type of life you so please. And I remember the first time I watched that movie. And I want to tell you a little story. Um, so I sat down and I watched that maybe when I was 19 or 20 years old. Um, at the time, I was delivering auto parts for an auto parts company in Kelowna. I was making minimum wage. Dead minimum. The least you could possibly make. Uh, it was about eight bucks an hour, I think. And I was completely unaware of the law of attraction. And... I uh, I sat down with my girlfriend at the time and we watched the movie. And it really, it's stimulating at first. Because if you've never heard it and somebody suggests this to you, that you could believe and imagine whatever you want into existence in your life, it's, it's exciting. And I got excited. I didn't believe it fully. But at one point in the movie, they say, Imagine that the universe is a catalog and you can take out of that catalog any experience, anything, any person, anything, again, thing in your life and and bring it into existence. All you have to do is write it down and believe fully. With your full being. That this is going to happen. And it will come into existence. And so in that moment when I was so excited. I went home. And I made. I made made my list. My catalog. It wasn't very long. But I was amped. So I wrote down. um, I want. uh, If this is real. I want. My career, the career that I'm going to, that I'm going to do for, I want a career. I don't want a job. I want a career. And I ain't gone to university or anything, right? Um, if this is real, I want a house. I'm going to get a house. I'm going to buy real estate. And if this is real, I'm going to get a free lunch tomorrow. Tomorrow. At lunchtime, I'm going to get a free lunch. So show it to me. Prove it. And uh, the next day, I was driving my auto parts car down the road, Highway 97 in Kelowna, which is the main stretch. And uh, I saw a boy on the side, side of the road with a sign. You know, it's noon. I'm believing I'm sitting there I'm believing I'm gonna get my free lunch I'm gonna get my free lunch I'm gonna get my free lunch as you're supposed to and then I see this guy this boy and he's holding a sign and the sign says free hot dogs and pop and I pulled over and somebody handed me two hot dogs and a can of pop and said have a nice day And I can tell you now that I don't think I've ever seen a sign on the side of the road that said free food. Some kid waving a sign saying free food. And I don't think I've ever seen it since. But just so happens 
That exact day where I'm manifesting a free lunch, there's a kid on the side of the road holding a sign that says free lunch right when I wanted it. Needless to say, I was pretty blown away. Um, so then that night, we would go to the bar. Every Wednesday, we'd go to the bar at that time. And uh, I, start, I met my friend there, and I started speaking with him. And some for some reason, he brought up that he had just started a new job as a plumbing apprentice. And uh, kept on going, kept on talking. And then he asked me, you think you'd be interested in an apprenticeship because I think you got what it takes man and I said no no why would I want to be a plumbing apprentice like plumbing's gross you got to work with poop and and and, uh, yeah it's just not for me I don't and he said no no man that's that's not what it's about like we build new houses it's like a carpenter but you just work with pipe you know and I said well what does it pay he said $13 an hour I was like, take it, I'll take it, because I was making eight. That was the most money I ever made at that time for an hourly rate was 13. I was like, take it. So within, I think, a week after that, I was a plumbing apprentice. And I've been a plumber for almost 10 years now. Uh, well, yeah, eight or nine. So there's my career. Same day. That was the same day, okay? That was right after I got my free lunch. I went to dinner. And this guy told me about a plumbing apprenticeship and asked me to be a plumbing apprentice. So that's weird enough as it is. But how am I going to get from having no money to having a house? That doesn't make any sense. So my dad called me maybe two months later. And he wants to talk about my college fund. Now I was like, Dad... I, you know, I just got this new apprenticeship. You know, I'm not going to school, so I don't have any need for it. You know, I don't, I don't really need it. You can keep it. <laughs> and he said, no, you know, that's not right, Grant. If your sister gets money, I want you to get the equal amount. Because my dad's a cool, wicked dude. And uh, then all of a sudden, boom, popped in my head. Let's buy a house. And he went, I think that's a great idea. And he came out within a few weeks. And we bought my first condo, which I still own today. So within three months of delivering auto parts, I had my career. I had my house. And I had my free lunch. I mean, how do you... I've never been able to explain that. I, I think there's too too large of, a, of an element of coincidence there. And... Uh, Still, this day it baffles me, and I think I, I I've lost. I couldn't sustain that belief because of my previous baggage and my previous um, self doubt. You really have to believe in yourself, and the fact is, I've been conditioned from a young age by whatever being picked on by by other kids or 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 what other other factors to to get this image of yourself in your brain and that sets your boundaries for you right like in in your own image lies the possibility that you believe in so if your image is constrictive as mine is I I, you know I, I have certain thoughts about myself that aren't positive 
well, that that breeds what I see. So I was able to muster enough energy to manifest that much in just focusing for what? Maybe two, three weeks, I think I did. The, the house came afterwards. I'd already given up and it still manifested. It might even just been a few days and I changed my whole life um, just by believing in it. Another experience I had, which was an odd one, I was working uh, in Sea to Sky Country, which is between uh, Vancouver and Whistler. I was driving down from Whistler, and I was <clears throat> I was never naturally very confident around women, so I would listen to those these pickup artist audio books or whatever to try to train guys on how to like be confident with women and stuff like that because I can be a self-help guy as you can tell by our subject today um and the audiobook I was listening to at the time brought up that you need to believe that you are the prize and the women are lucky to have you and women want to be with you because you are the gift and so he had to do like whatever, recite, I am the gift, I am the gift, I am the gift. I wasn't thinking about positive thinking at the time. I was just doing what the guy said. And then I walked, before I went home, I went into the grocery store. I went to the grocery store and I saw this very pretty girl. Um, she's a few years older than me. Normally older girls don't have any interest in me as in my experience. Maybe that's because I believe that. And uh, But I just went, Hi, she'd be lucky to be with me. I'm the gift. I'm the gift. And all of a sudden, she walks over to me. And she's like, what are you getting? And I'm like, this has never happened before. I'm like, I got to get some stuff for chili or something. I think I was making chili. I'm looking for this and that. And she said, oh, what else is on your list? And I was like, uh, this, that, and this. And she's like, okay, I'll get these three things. You get the other three things. And we'll meet back here. I was like, so now me and this girl are playing this fun game of running around and getting the, getting the the items for my chili. And then we come back to the aisle, and I'm still thinking, ah, you like it being with me, huh? Great. And uh, she, all of a sudden, we chat and chat, and she's having a blast. She seems super drawn to me, and then she goes. I don't know why, but I feel like a really strong connection with you. And I don't do this, but would you want to go on a date with me sometime? What? Never before, never again did this ever happen to me. But just so happened to be the hour or 15 minutes after I had just been training myself to believe that I was attractive to women. And uh, just beautiful girl stranger asks me out completely un uh in un initiated by me and i was retarded and i said no <laughs> i don't know why i had some reason at the time i was like ah i think this is a beautiful moment and we'll just leave it like that or some stupid stupid thing like that and I will never know what that could have been. but Because I think at the time I was like, oh, this is so easy. I'll just do it again. And uh, I never had that same level of faith in myself again. And it didn't happen.
But yeah, those are my experiences with true belief in myself and miraculous. Miraculous outcomes. And um, I'm going to go ahead and share with you a story, a similar story from, from Jim Carrey. You might have heard this. He, he told it on the Oprah show. And uh, I'll let Jim, I'll let Jimmy tell you. Hey, Jimmy boy. Here you go, Jim Carrey. Let's hear it. That visualization thing you did. Do y'all do read about this or hear this? That you used to go up on Mulholland Drive and park. Yeah, every night. And visualize seeing yourself as. Yeah, I would visualize. Uh, yeah, I would this visualize. This is when you were broke and poor. You know, right, having mm -hmm. directors interested in me and people that I respected uh, um, saying, you know, I like your work or mm -hmm. whatever that is. And, and uh, I would visualize things coming to me that I w wanted or whatever. This and, was in uh, like 1987, 85? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I had nothing at that time. So it was like, it, but it just made me feel better. It made me, at that time, all it really was for me was kind of making me feel better. I would drive home and think, well, I do have these things. And they're out there. I just don't have a hold of them yet, but they're out there. OK, and so you would get this from what, self-help books or whatever? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. self-help section. Self-help section. They've renamed it the Jim Carrey <laughs> wing. <laughs> So didn't you write yourself a check? I heard yeah. that you did. Is that true? I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered. And I gave myself uh, five years, or three years, maybe. And, uh, and uh, I dated it Thanksgiving 1995. And I put it in my wallet, and I kept it there. And it deteriorated and deteriorated and stuff. And, uh, and, uh, but then just before Thanksgiving 1995, I found out that I was going to make $10 million on, I think it was Dumb and Dumber, maybe. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. yeah. So you visualize yourself like. Yeah, yeah. Visualization works if you work hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's that the thing. You, you can't hard. just visualize yeah. and then, you know, go eat a sandwich. <laughs> and I agree with Jim on that. I, that's my problem with the law of attraction, that you, you can't just be a fat asshole on your couch eating Cheetos and imagine you're going to be president of the United States and become the president of the United States. It doesn't work like that. There's a factor of action involved. But I think the action is naturally initiated by the universe in some way. Like by my friend coming to me and telling me, hey, I have this apprenticeship. Do you want it? And giving me the opportunity to act and giving me the pathway on which to act. Um is laid out in front of me by the belief and then the action is is laid out for you um another interesting story i heard about this uh john jones the ufc fighter who's currently ufc light heavyweight champion and has been so for an extremely long time um aside from some issues with drugs and hitting women with his car which has taken his belt away a couple times, but still never lost a fight, okay? And uh, before he became champion, he used to sign his name, John Jones, champion, 2011. UFC champion, 2011. And I, I watched an interview with a, a reporter. They said, why do you sign your name, UFC champion, 2011? He said, well, I believe in the law of attraction, and uh, I believe it's going to happen, and, and really, what can it hurt? John Jones became 
light heavyweight champion. What year do you think? He became light heavyweight champion in 2011. So if there's all this evidence that points towards this, I mean, even I ask you to think yourself, who, who's the, like one of the most successful people you know or the most successful person you know? Who? Think of one. You got it? Does that person have an unwavering belief in their ability to attain their success? I can almost guarantee your answer is yes. So here's this key, right? Here's this key is this belief, right? But what if you don't believe in yourself? Like I said, like I was able to manifest this for a week and I changed all this, but eventually I went back into my old thought patterns. So I've come to assume maybe that the first step here in, in becoming this law of attraction wizard is, is working on yourself. Cause you could manifest a house, you could manifest a job, but unless you manifest a version of yourself that is more, has more belief in yourself, then it's just going to fade away and you're going to, you're going to fall off again because you're still the same person. You just managed to, to muster enough energy for a little while. So for me in this process, my first step is going to be manifesting a version of myself that, that believes in myself. And what, how I'm going to do this is through visualization, like Jim. I'm going to sit down an hour night for the next six months. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to sit down an hour night for the next six months and visualize the person I want to be and how it would feel to be in that body and how it would feel to feel those emotions. And if you're driving, be careful. But I'm going to invite you now, along with this next song I'm going to play, to try just that, to try to visualize the person that you want to be, have the feelings about yourself that you want to have, and imagine you have the body that you want to have, and imagine that you have the life already that would be your dream life, and how it would feel to be in that person's body, so as you listen to this song, I ask that uh, that you you envision that.
Holy shit. Look how beautiful you are. It's amazing. And by visualizing like that, if you did it, that's how you are going to bring it into existence. That something goes into another realm that's not confined by space and time and establishes that in the future for you. Exactly as you envisioned it. <clears throat> so, how? How is this possible? It's, it sounds like voodoo, you know? It sounds like woo-woo. Woo-woo voodoo. So I just read a book on this actually uh, the last few days. And that's what's, what's bringing forward this uh, discussion we're having. It's called You Are the Placebo. It is by Dr. That's right, Dr. Joe Dispenza. This guy is not just fucking Steven Seagal <laughs> believing in some crazy shit. He's a doctor. Um, so I'll cite a couple examples and then, and then I'll try to tell you why, how he would explain how that happens. Uh, one study they did was for an antidepressant called Effexor. They took a certain part of the study group, they gave them Effexor. Took us another certain part of the study group, they gave them placebo sugar pills. Now, the patient, I guess you'd call him, that he refers to in the book, um, long-term chronic depression. And she's given the placebo, but it gives her stomach aches, which lead her to believe, truly believe, that she's been given the the real drug. And in the next coming weeks, her depression lifts. She feels better than she ever has in her whole life. And then she goes back after all this time and, and she's convinced that the antidepressant has worked amazing for her. Now, she they do the reveal and they say, Well, we're great, you've had the we're very glad you've had these results, but you you were taking sugar pills. And she was so blown away by that that she actually like said, No, no, you're lying. Like, check the sheet again. He said and the doctor laughs and says, No, it was really it was sugar pills. And then they did um beforehand they did what's called an EEG, which is a brain scan that shows brain waves and, and can show depressive tendencies in the brain. And they did a brain scan afterwards, and her brain had literally changed just by believing that she was fixed. So how's that possible? Um, the way he suggests in this book is that in each of your cells, you have DNA. DNA is a ridiculously large instruction manual that you can depending on which chemical messengers are sent into the cell, can be read and build proteins and change your body. And the chemical messengers that come from your brain decide which part of the DNA they're going to read. Okay. And I can't remember exactly the percentage, but it's upwards of like 80% of this DNA, scientists think are like, is for a while thought was junk because it doesn't get used. So you have all these instructions that aren't getting read. And you're only reading a small portion of them, which is based on signals from your brain. So he suggests that based on your thinking, 
you can send a different instruction to that cell. And you can read a different part of your DNA. And then therefore build a different protein. And then therefore be a different version. But if you're always thinking the same thoughts. And you're always feeling the same feelings. Because you do the same things every day. There's no initiation to change. You keep reading the same part of the DNA. And you keep becoming the same person. Um, another study in the book. It's uh, based on knee surgeries. Um, they gave half of the study group real knee surgeries. They sedate the patient. They cut in there. They do the proper surgery. They sew it back up. Send the person on its way. The other half of the study group, they literally just cut the skin and sew it back up. Well, they sedated them, obviously. Cut the skin, sew it back up, and send them on their way. Both, all 10 of these patients, report well lo- they don't walk with canes they have no more pain they're they see larger range of motion in their joints all 10 five of these had no surgery and they followed up with them they followed up with two of the five three years later they were still reporting no pain no issue see we're talking about cartilage here right we're talking about physical it's not just like emotional or anything. Physical. So how is that possible? Well, this doctor would claim that signaling stem cells with belief that you're fixing your knee, with this outright belief that your knee is fixed, that the surgery's done, you're signaling stem cells to go into your knee now stem cells are cells made by the body they're real popular right now you might know about them they can become any cell that the body requires they can they're like i don't know like a transformer or whatever that can become any thing that the body needs including cartilage cells right so is there a chance that by believing his knee was fixed he sent stem cells into his knee Ooh, woo, woo, I don't know. Now, let's get even crazier. That's all in your body. How does John Jones change the whole world to become champion? How does Jim Carrey bring all of those producers to give him that job? How do I get the, the hot tub company to have a day where they have free lunches to give me a free lunch. How do I control the outside universe? Well, this is where this guy would suggest quantum physics comes into play. Um, basically, quantum physics, I don't understand it. I'm going to try to break this down as much as I can from this guy's description of it. A particle can exist in two places at the same time in the quantum realm like we're talking about tiny pieces like when you're talking about an atom a particle is like one electron one neutron one proton one of these very small sections of an atom the building blocks of all reality can literally be in two places at once or be in one place and then completely disappear into He claims that the place that those disappear into 
is the quantum realm. The quantum realm has no space, has no time. They don't exist there, okay? Time and space don't exist. So in this realm, every single possibility for your future, your past, your life, every misstep, all of those millions of missteps exist. Every single possibility for life exists in this realm. So these particles that are being affected by the messages sent from your brain flash into the quantum realm and interact with all of matter because everything's made of atoms. Everything can flash into the quantum realm. It can there interact with all of matter regardless of time and influence it and then come back. So it can interact with a moment in your future because time doesn't and then come back and affect the future. I don't understand that. <laughs> I get the theory, okay? But I don't understand it, but I like it for some reason because I have no other way of explaining how the fuck I got a lunch, you know? But maybe when I was wishing it, one of my atoms went to the quantum realm and said, hey, hey, future, future Arctic spas, hot tub place. Uh, you got to have a free food day tomorrow because we need some fucking lunch for this guy. All right. Okay. Bye. Food came back to my body. How fucking crazy is that? But why am I saying this? Uh, why did I bring this subject up? Um, because... I've made another cognitive decision to change my life. And if you look at my life right now, there's nothing exceptional about it. Um, I live in a small apartment. <laughs> I live basically check to check if I get a paycheck. Um, I have a shitty car. I have no girlfriend. Um, I haven't... There's, not, there's nothing exceptional about my life. I smoke cigarettes. And, uh, eat way too much sugar, and, uh, I'm not a winner at the moment, okay? But that's going to change. My life is going to become abundant, beyond all measures of success. Well, in my measures of success, it's going to become massively abundant. And beautiful and amazing and I'm going to sit down and visualize myself in this life for the next six months every night for an hour and I'm gonna muster all this energy to put this vision together and then I'm gonna make these podcasts and you're gonna get the opportunity to watch this to watch this life unfold and I'll have told you right now that I'm going to do it. From right now where I'm completely unexceptional. I am going to become completely fucking exceptional, okay? And when I do that, what excuse are you going to have to not believe in yourself? Hmm? That's my question. I love you. 
I'll see you next week. Every day I see my dream. Every day I see my every day I see my dream. Every day I see my dream. Every day I see my dream. Every day I see my every day I see my dream. Every day I see my dream. Every day I see my dream. Every day I see my every day I see my dream. 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 Every time I dive in my pool, it's hard to be humble When I do the breaststroke through an underground tunnel And come up on the other side in a jacuzzi Being greeted by two naked models with us on their booties They give me hugs and lots of kisses And they ask me what my wishes I say go and call your bitches Cause there's gonna be a party Next they wash my body as a teen And then they say fool your royal penis is clean And I'm like yes, it's on and poppin' Yes, the party's rockin' Yes, the cutie's shockin' Yes, and there ain't no stoppin' Yes, it's on and poppin' Yes, the party's rockin' Yes, the cutie's shockin' Yes, and there ain't no stoppin' Every day I see my dream Every day I see my Every day I see my dream Every day I see my dream Every day I see my dream Every day I see my Every day I see my dream Every day I see my dream Waking up next to a beautiful girl Step outside and say hello to my beautiful world Grandma's cooking breakfast, she makes pancakes the best I check my MySpace and I got a lot of friend requests Yes, I get to dancing as I walk through my mansion Cause I own property from California to the Hamptons And I sip from my water fountain at the Spencer Soda Look out the window and wave at my next to neighbor Oprah I check to see how my album's doing today The group LMFAO goes double platinum Hey, I got a party, man That's how I live So I take my elevator to the club In my crib like Yes, it's on and poppin' Yes, the party's rockin' Yes, the cutie's shockin' Yes, and there ain't no stoppin' Yes, it's on and poppin' Yes, the party's rockin' Yes, the cutie's shockin' Yes, and there ain't no stoppin' Yes, it's on and poppin' Yes, the party's rockin' Yes, the cutie's shockin' Yes, and there ain't no stoppin' Yes, it's on and poppin' The party's rocking, yes. The cutie's rocking, yes. And there ain't no stopping. Every day I see my dream. 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 Every day I see my dream.